Welcome back to episode two of Pro Reads. I'm here with Jaden per usual. We are here. We made it to episode two. Some thought we would never do it, but we are here. And we are excited that we have made it here. And we have lots of great topics for you guys on the second episode. Indeed. And the first topic is going to be a game, Jaden. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, so here's how it's going to work. I'm going to pull up right here, uh, NFL teams wheel, all 32 NFL teams. And we're going to go through quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, tight end, an O-line, and a defense for each of us. And then we're going to have the fans vote for who has a better team. So obviously this podcast is going to be up on YouTube and Spotify. So on YouTube, you can drop in the comments who you think team is better. We'll also have a poll on TikTok and Instagram. Follow us on the socials. Pro Reads on TikTok and on Instagram, official underscore pro underscore reads. Follow us. You better. Indeed. But anyway, let's get to the game. So let me pull up this wheel here, um, if it's going to load. Who's going first, me or you? Um, we'll let you go first for, for a quarterback. Um, are, we, are we going in order? Yeah, we'll go uh, in order. Um, so let's spin this thing. Jaden got the Chargers. So I have Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert hey. at quarterback for Jaden. Hey. Now I That's will clutch. be. Young gun. We got the future. We got the franchise QB. Yeah, Herbert had a great rookie year. We'll talk about him later in the episode, I think. Uh, now Dunny is spinning for QB. Let's see what we got here. Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking Kyler Murray, another young player who does have a bright future if he can stay away from the injuries. Yeah, he's tiny, so. Yeah, got to see 5'10". See over those alignments. Um, I'll go first for running back since you went first for QB. Uh, yeah, for sure. Let's spin this. I'm going to turn the volume down. <laughs> who is that? I can't see. Jacksonville Jaguars, so James oh, Robinson. Yeah. I'll take James Robinson. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good team. So who do I have? Robinson and Kyler Murray yeah. uh, spinning for your running back. Come on. Got to get a good running back. Yeah, I mean, they don't have that much value, so it doesn't Titans. really matter that much. Seattle Seahawks. So Chris Carson, Carson if you want. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. Solid running back. I mean, we talked about it last episode. We're running backs, back, yeah. too. We're running backs don't have the greatest value, so if there's any position where you can afford to get an iffy running back, Running back's the position, so. We're chilling. Yeah. All right, so you go first for wide receiver one. Here we go. Jaden's wide receiver one. And he pulls the New York Giants. Hey, Richie, shout out to Richie. I know you're listening. Um, I'm, um, you can take. I'm going to take Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. That's my choice. All of these all suck, but I'm going to take him. All right, wide receiver one for Dunny. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, if I'm allowed to, I'll take Odell Beckham. Yeah, he's, still on, he's still on their yeah. team as we record. Yeah, as episode. we record, he's on the team. So I will take Odell Beckham Jr. as my wide receiver one. Fully healthy, he's good. So it's solid. Uh, wide receiver two, I'll go first. Um, spinning right here. And I get the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Can't take Deshaun Jackson. They released him. Yeah. Um, I'll just go with... You know what? Foggy? No, I'm going to go with Jalen Rieger. Why not? Like, eh, he's, yeah. 
Because he's he's young, and I I chirped him on my TikTok, <laughs> and I chirped the Eagles for taking him over Jefferson. <laughs> but like he's young, speedy. I mean, I can work with him. You know what I mean? I, I I'm gonna take him just because. I think I would have taken Fulgy. He's my I'm boy. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna take Rieger. So Jaden's wide receiver too. If I get a terrible team, yeah, he, need, he needs I'm a, he needs an elite team right here. And his prayers were answered as he gets Green Bay and he acquires yeah, Tay Adams. Nah, Scanlon. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Alan Lazard. <laughs> All right, so tight end here for Jaden going first. Tight end, I mean, there's probably two, like two or three ones we label as elite, and then the rest are all like solid. So, Buffalo Bills taking Knox. Dawson Knox. Okay. He's fine. He's meh. Uh, Johnny's. Spinning for tight end. Yeah, I don't know about Dawson Knox. Nah. He's fine. He's fine. Nah. I got the Miami Dolphins. Mike Jasicki is a great tight end in my mm-hmm. opinion. So He's good. We'll take him. He's yeah, upper he, echelon. Yeah, very very good uh, receiving tight end. He can catch the ball very well. And now the offensive line, I believe, is up, and I will be going first for that. Get the Jaguars. That would that, Yeah, offensive line could really ruin my team. I got Cleveland Browns, and you can come over here and look at it if you don't believe me. I swear to God, um, that's awesome. They have, like, a top two, three offensive line this year, so I'll, I love that. I'll take that. Now, Jaden's O-line here. Hopefully he can get a good get, one. This I'm going to get the Giants, be. dude. Am I down bad? Pittsburgh Steelers. Eh, they're, well, their center retired. When they're, and when they're healthy, you can work with <laughs> well, that. Well, their center, they don't have a center right yeah, now. Yeah, Pouncey, yeah, you're tired. So it's kind of bad. Yeah, it's bad. Kind of poop. I mean, you can work with it. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have, could have been. Defense for Jaden. If you get an elite defense here, that's gonna just change your team. I mean, defense is. I'm down bad right now. San Fran. That's a good D. Yeah, it's a good D. Well, we'll see because they don't have Sherm. They don't yeah. have Sherm anymore. Yeah, um, we will see Nick Bosa. Probably Nick Bosa, prodigy. Probably just, yeah. Unless they somehow trade him for yeah, Deshaun Watson. You never know. You never but. know. And lastly, I will be spinning for my defense. Last spin of the game. I swear to God, you can come over here and look at it again. I got the Indianapolis Colts. If you don't believe me, it's on my screen. No, it's rigged. <laughs> no, literally no, it's rigged. You have okay, so, computer. All right, it's so I think, I think that uh, the voting the voting's going to be pretty obvious. Nah, I got Herbert to Deshaun, to Tay Adams. Though. Yeah, that, that is an elite no, duo. He did. This, this would, I mean, our team's going up had to have a big good game. So who do I got? I have Kyler Murray. Who is my running back again? Did you not write it down? No. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, I'd like. Who did I have? Uh, running back. Why am I blanking? I don't remember. I have no idea. See, this is what I'm talking about. Running backs not having value. Uh, <laughs> I wrote mine down. I have Chris Carson. Oh, I had James Robinson. Yeah. Um, wide receiver one for you. I had Slayton and Adams. Slayton and Adams. I had Odell Beckham Jr. and I took Jalen Rieger over Fulgy. And then for tight ends, you had you had Dawson Knox, and then I had. Um, yeah, Gasicki, great. O line, I had the Browns. You had the Steelers. Defense, you had the 49ers. And I had the Colts. Yeah. Those are the final teams. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, that boy Herber- Herbert's got to go crazy, though. He's yeah. got to go stupid. He's had those games where he goes nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was segment number one. Fun little game to start us off. Um, as we move into topic number two, we're changing directions here. I want to talk about Antonio Brown, Jaden. I want to talk about. His story, um, you know, like where you think he ranks like all time, where you think he ranks like now currently, and the main the main topic obviously is did he deserve his Super Bowl ring? And I'll, I'll have you start with this one. I think to start off, he definitely deserved it. He he was a big part of their offense and he helped them out a lot. So I think he definitely deserved it, and it was cool to see him happy 
and stuff, but you can't forget the stuff he did too. I mean, he was not in the right mental state, I think, last year. And he obviously recovered, and I think he was a lot better. You didn't hear any problems from the Bucks or from the NFL with anything he did. And right now, I think he, I think he's a top three receiver of the 2010s. I mean, you see this guy. I mean, he he was unbelievable. He had six straight seasons of 1,200 plus yards, which I think is, which I think is insane. He he had the max yards. He he didn't somehow didn't have the most receiving yards with 1,834 because Julio had like 40 more. But, I mean, I think it's him and Julio as the top two for this decade. I mean, they were both unbelievable in the 2010s. I think Antonio Brown is up there. He was he was crazy. And he was very good. He, he made the decade, the 2010s decade team. Seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. And I think since his – he was – I don't think he's in his prime anymore as much as he's still good. He's, what, 31, 32? Yeah, he's 32, I think. So he's he's up there. And I think mm-hmm. that he's out of his prime, and his prime was for about seven, eight years. Right. So I don't think I can rank him as high as I would like to. He's. Pr- I would probably say he's in the low twenties, maybe mid twenties all time. Yeah, I'd say mid twenties all time. I mean, like you said, I think like when he was in his prime from about twenty thirteen to twenty eighteen ish. He was obviously with Pittsburgh all those years. Things he did in the playoffs, too, crazy. He had, like, multiple touchdown games and a lot of playoff games. Finally got a Super Bowl touchdown, obviously, not with the Steelers, with the Bucks. That was big, huge moment for him. Um, and I want to talk about, yeah, like, Antonio's story, too. Obviously, like you said, very messed up in the head at one point. I mean, he what he had that allegation against him from that, like, trainer, too. Yep. I mean, that's obviously an allegation. I don't know if it ever got fully proven, but I have no idea, I have no idea about that. So won't really get into big detail about that. But, like, obviously he's had some setbacks. At one point, no one thought he was going to come back to football, really. There are, like, not a lot of people at all. And I want to talk about his relationship with Tom Brady because I think he went to New England because of Tom Brady. And I think he went to Tampa because of Tom Brady. And obviously because he wants a ring. But, um, so, I was reading here on the Boston Globe, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown credited teammate Tom Brady for assisting him in his return to the NFL this season. Open quote, A lot of his help has gotten me in the, in the game and helped me get to this point where I am right now. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here right now, Brown said Wednesday. So, I know Tom Brady, I've heard, like, I haven't heard specifically, but I know he's done a lot behind the scenes to help him with his mental health and help him get motivated because Tom Brady is obviously, like, he's got it figured out. So I think it's big that he helped Antonio out a lot, and I think he helped him a lot just be there. And I know he didn't have a massive impact. He had 483 receiving yards and four touchdowns on the season. Like, yeah, he only played yeah. six, five, six games. Yeah, exactly. Though, which isn't, yeah. isn't that – it's pretty good, honestly. He was on pace if you think another 1,000 receiving yard yeah. season. So he, I think Which he, would be he crazy good. because they already have Mike Evans and Chris Goblin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, Great. I know mm-hmm. I know O.J. Howard got injured, but like – they have a lot of targets, so yeah. Just I mean, A. B. I think I agree with you. Definitely deserved his ring. Um, I think he did for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I I liked seeing him happy. I know he I clowned him at one point. Everyone clowned him at one point. He was in a bad spot, but um, I think he definitely deserved his ring. And right now, I I still think he's a very good wide receiver. Like any team would improve if they got him. Any team in the league if they got him, their wide receiver core would improve like a lot. 
because he's just another target to think about. Like, you see him this year on the Bucks, like, corners when they're looking, like, they have to worry about, like, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, like, all, all those people I just said. And then, oh, wait, yeah, we got Antonio Brown, too. Like, I know he's out of his prime, but it's still Antonio Brown. Like, his route running and, like, his precise, like, that's all still there. Yeah, for so, sure. He's still he's still elite in that aspect, in my opinion. Just getting open, like he's a, uh, unbelievable at getting separation. Yeah, and I want to share another stat. I saw it on this website. I forget the source, but it, he he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, and he mm-hmm. should be. The only reason he wouldn't be is because of his yeah past or something bad he did. But he's only one out of five receivers with a hundred plus receptions and fifteen plus touchdowns in a single season, and the other people who are in that are Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, and Chris Carter, who are all in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I think, I mean, he has just, he is Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame caliber player. It only took him. Yeah, it'd be a shame if he didn't get there. I, really I know. It only took him 129 games to reach 11,000 receiving yards. It's the second fewest in NFL history. I mean, he, had, he Big Ben just fed him the ball. He, he would have easily over 100 receptions every single season. I mean, he, he was very good. And mm-hmm. I think that he's going to have a job next season. I don't think it'll be with the Bucks. I think it'll be somewhere else. Yeah. I think he'll want to stay, but the Bucks have so many people to re-sign. Yeah, I don't and think especially they're, they're trying to pursue OBJ. Yeah. So if you think about that, if they're trying to go after OBJ, it's like, do they really want to keep AB? So. Yeah, I don't think they are they have the desire to pay him. So yeah. I can see him going to the Ravens, maybe like Washington, maybe even New England back there. You never know. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I don't know what, what Bill would do, but you never know. Anything can happen in football now. I mean, we've seen it all, so. Honestly, anything can happen. And transitioning into anything can happen, should we go into what happened with Carson Wentz? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about that. Talk Carson Wentz, obviously, we all know, just went to Indianapolis. He's going to be with the Colts next year. Um, obviously, in the last episode, we were talking about division winners, and this was before... Wentz obviously was the starting quarterback for the Colts, at least as of now. You yep, know. and your boy said the Colts are going to yeah. win. So Yeah, and Jaden said the Colts are going to win the division. I had the Titans, and I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with the Titans now. Um, I do like, obviously, what Jaden said in last episode. Their young defense, it's just you look at that, and it's like, what could go wrong, really? It's only kind of going to be improvement from here, in my opinion. And Wentz, when he's fully healthy, I've said it. Definitely, well, obviously you guys haven't heard it because I haven't said it on the podcast, but I say it all the time. When he's, like, fully healthy, I still think he's a really, really, really good quarterback. Like, he's getting into, like, the elite level. And, like, if you look at, like, rankings from, like, uh, last year, like, going into this year, people thought he was going to be, like, a top-five starter, and obviously it didn't go that way. Like, he just had a bad year. Like, everyone, like, it's, it's happened to people before. He couldn't stay healthy. That's That's a big problem. But if he can stay healthy next year for the Colts... I mean, they have, like, a solid receiver core, like, T.Y., Pittman. Like, they're fine. And, obviously, that defense and their O-line. I mean, he's going to be able to sit in the pocket for 10 seconds, so he, like, really shouldn't be getting injured. So Yeah, if he fails in this situation, I think his time as a starting quarterback in the NFL is done. Yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, he could not be put in a better situation. Yeah. He's if, getting if, his- Yeah, if Carson Wentz can't win them the division or at least get them into the playoffs as a wild card, I think he failed. Yeah, I think he, I think he'll be a backup, but I think he'll be done if he can. I mean, 
But I love I mean, the move. You, it's it's literally the probably one of the it's a even a little better than the situation Brady went into. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, he's I mean not as good as weapons, but still great receivers. I guarantee they'll sign or draft someone really good at the receiver position. Yeah, he's going to one of the best, if not the best, O line in the league. A coach that Nelson. I know he's so good. A coach that a coach that was helped develop him back when he had his MVP season, and I think it was 2017. Oh, yeah. And he's going back to that coach who's the head coach, and he's going to have a lot of help. He's going to have people supporting him. They know that he's getting paid big money, and it that probably hurt the Colts' cap space a lot. They had a lot of cap space, and now they don't because they're paying that huge contract. And I think transitioning towards the Eagles in a way, I mean, they're taking a $30 million cap hit that's hitting their cap and they for a guy they don't even have on their team and it really just shows how much they didn't really want him and I'm a little confused with the Eagles because they hire the Colts offensive coordinator and I think everyone's like okay this is a guy that Frank Reich worked with maybe some of that Frank White Frank Reich touch will go into him and it'll help Carson and then they trade Carson so the Eagles are in shambles a bit I watched an EDP video about it. You know, he's the most informative person that I know. I watched a video about him on it, and he, he he's just mad at management. I think all Eagles fans are mad at management. Their management's still back. They think they can still win a Super Bowl right now, and they clearly cannot. Yeah, I think as of today, right now, it's Jalen Hurts' team, but that could easily change. Um, I feel like if I'm an Eagles fan in a situation, obviously I am not and will never be, but if I was an Eagles fan... I I would not mind just giving Hurts, like, the chance. I mean, like, we saw, like, the three games that he, like, had, like, full starts in. Like, he played well, very well. Um, ran the ball well, threw the ball well. He made good reads. Um, and I think he showed a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. So, as of now, if I'm the Eagles, he's my starting guy. But, I mean, they have a good draft pick. If Zach Wilson's on the board, something like that's on the board, I would not, you know, just look over him. Like, I would still definitely think about taking something like that, but... As of now, I'd, I'd say definitely, definitely hurts his team. And if they can draft someone like Jamar Chase instead of a quarterback and have Hurts work with him, that would be pretty fun to watch next year. Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he, he was good, but I think that he definitely had his flaws. P, PFF, yeah. PFF didn't like him. I know some people don't like PFF, but PFF ranked him at a 56 for the season, which isn't that good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it right now, if you give me a second. Yeah. I mean, he only started in three games, too. So I think PFF's a little strict on that aspect. Like, I feel like people you see with Tua, I feel like people are giving Tua a break because he only started in a certain amount of games. He didn't start until after the bye. So I feel like Jalen Hurts should be getting a little bit of that because he only started in three games. But And he should have been getting, like, an opportunity way earlier than he did. Like, Wentz was continuing to play, like, terrible. I know. I think they should have played him sooner, and he would have been better towards the end of the season. But, yeah. You have the PFF, so let's hear that. Uh, we look well. They were they ranked thirty eight quarterbacks this season. Dwayne Haskins was last by a large margin. Then we got Wentz at thirty two. Tua was ranked above Wentz. Alex Smith was ranked above Wentz. Nick Foles, Taysom Hill. I mean Cam Cammy Newton. Cam, hey, Cam was twenty third. Cam was above Dalton Roethlisberger, Minshew. Cam's best in the league. <laughs> you heard it here first. He was he was ranked a seventy point nine, and then. The bottom, they had Hertz at 37, Mullins at Mullins and Hertz were separated by point four. They're pretty much the same. Yeah. And then Darnold at a 58 and Trubisky at a 63. So I think they're just looking at Hertz and his 
his inability to get rid of the ball is the biggest thing I see with him. He He's great scrambling, and when he scrambles, it's good. And their O-line was either really good or really bad. I feel like there wasn't an in-between. And he he would look at his – he reminds me a little bit of Justin Fields. Justin Fields looks at his first read, and he's kind of lost after. And I think that's what I see. I see that a little bit in Hurts. He's looking at his first read. He gets loose fit, and he's like, all right, shoot, I got to run. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, quarterbacks who have done done well. Tom Brady, watch the touchdown pass he threw in the Super Bowl to Gronk. Like you can hear the announcer, and you can see it with your eyes. It's like Brady sets his second touchdown to Gronk, not the first one. Like, it's he goes like first target, second target. Like he's like shifting his shoulders constantly. Like, and he has that time, which is like the time that obviously is like very good because they have a very good offensive line. But he has the time, and most quarterbacks like should have the time to like look off people. And like you see Brady, like he was looking for Evans towards like the outside. His shoulders were completely to the left, and then that was locked up. And then he looked to Scotty Miller on like an out, like a speed out to the right. That was locked up. And then his third look was straight to the middle. Rob Gronkowski touchdown. Like he took two different looks. Like I feel like, like you said, Hertz would just try to force that probably to Mike Evans. He would look at him and be like, "Hey, this is Mike Evans. He's elite. Let's just throw this up. One on one coverage. Let's take the chance." And that's where the interceptions in the red zone happen, which can't happen. That cannot happen. To be a starting quarterback in the NFL, you can't throw red zone picks like consistently. It's not going to win you games. you got to score when you're in the red zone. Yeah, and I see the same thing. Another thing on PFF, week 14, he only took three more passing snaps than running snaps. I mean, as much as you can scramble, you can't do that. And he, he did that multiple weeks. He would, just, he would just take off. And that's what he's comfortable with. He's a rookie. I mean, you see guys, you see guys like Lamar Jackson – and even though Lamar Jackson runs the most, there was he played every week, and there was two weeks where he ran more than he passed. Yeah, Lamar is like a little bit. He's a little, little different. bit, little different. He's a he little, had, little bit better of an O line, and a little bit better like main targets like and, Mark Andrews. And they have way Brown. more set plays for him. Yeah, I think. and like I feel like Hurts. Yeah, he was thrown into the situation where it's just like you're starting, and I feel like there was panic when he was running sometimes. But he also, like, ran the ball. Like, when he, like, was running, I know he ran a lot, but he ran it very well. Like, he was pretty efficient. He ran it smooth. I know, like, against the Cowboys, he had that, like, pylon dive. It got called back. It wasn't, like, a touchdown, but that was a smooth run to get out of the pocket because, like, half the time when he was running, it was when he was getting pressure, but half the time I feel like his number one target isn't open, so he just takes off and just doesn't just, like, be patient and sit in the pocket. I feel like he gets a little scared in the pocket at times. I couldn't agree more. And another stat I'm seeing here is that Carson Wentz's pat running grade, my bad, Carson Wentz's running grade on PFF is at 82, which was yeah, he can move, which is People fourth, forget about that. which is fourth. I mean, they have Tannehill, Tannehill at one. I think they don't grade running by how much they run; they grade by how effective you are. Yeah, because so, Tannehill, when we saw Tannehill run, it was just on like the uh, yeah the reads, the with, read option, the where, reads like, were yeah. yeah. So, the entire defense goes to Derrick Henry, and then Tannehill pulls a sixty-five yard run. People probably look at this and they're like, "What?" But I mean, if Tannehill's runs always result in either big yeah, yardage or touchdowns, huge, huge gains. Same with Darnold. I mean, Darnold had a ton of great runs, mm-hmm. obviously Kyler Murray, and then. Carson, I think the only reason Lamar's down on this is because of he runs so how much. much he runs. Yeah. yeah, they have Wentz at fourth, and at the end, I mean, I don't know if you watched, but 
towards like before he got benched, they were doing a lot of set plays with him. Like they were doing a lot of read options, like powers with Wentz. They were really using his. Yeah. They were really using his size. I mean, he's six five, two thirty seven. He's not. He's not a small kid. So yeah, small he can guy. move too. Like he can get out of the pocket. Like when he runs, he runs effectively. That could mm-hmm. be big on the Colts. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they have a good running game. They got Taylor. They're gonna get maybe. I don't know if Marlon Mack's free agent, but they might get him back. Maybe. Mm-hmm. They had that other. Who's the other guy that was okay for them? He was either really good or really bad. For Indianapolis. For Indianapolis. Uh, for Taylor? Or no, Taylor. Taylor was like the starter. Who was the fantasy guy that everyone would pick up? He would like go crazy, and then he wouldn't do anything. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, too. Let me try and find I him. know exactly who you're talking about. Everyone was like, pick him up because he had like yeah, a monster he, week. Yeah, he, he'll like have a really good week. Then it'll be bad. I'm blanking, too, but yeah. Naeem Hines. That's yeah, Hines. He did, like the, he did like the flip into the end zone, and then mm-hmm. he did like his celebration. was like a bunch of backflips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he would have like weeks where he just pops off. But yeah, I think he's going to be solid. They have, like, just a dirty O-line. So, like, like we said last episode, if you have that O-line, like, throw most running backs in there and you can get mm-hmm. production. For real. All right, so should we move on to yeah. the final segment? Last last segment, we're going to be uh, rating the top 10 QBs just, like, in general, but definitely including the 2020-2021, like, season. So, obviously, this past year, like, for example, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Like, he's the best quarterback. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be one on this list because this is just in general, like right now. So maybe I tentatively you could say going into next season maybe, but not really because there's going to be rookies, a bunch of other mm-hmm. changes, there could be injuries. But just we're going to do just top ten quarterbacks in general, but we include the 2020 season. But it's just like the best quarterbacks in our opinion. So we'll start from ten and go to one. We'll um, switch off. Yeah, we'll switch off. So I'll, I'll have you go first for number ten. Right. I have Justin Herbert in number ten. Okay, so for me, to start off, I'll, I'll do a couple honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I have, like, Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert are my two honorable mentions. I think about my... They, they I were, have probably Stafford and Murray as my honorable okay, mentions. Okay, yeah. So, Cars probably around there, too. Those are probably three. Those three. Okay. So so you're Stafford and Carr and... Okay. Kyle so Murray my honorable too. mentions yeah. are Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert just didn't make it. I literally have him at 11 mm-hmm. because it's obviously he's only played one year, so I, I don't know if it's going to keep up. But he just had such a spectacular year that I wouldn't blame you at putting him at 10 at all. My number 10 is Matt Stafford. I know you had mm-hmm. him in your honorable mentions. We probably switch. I probably have Stafford at 11. Yeah, yeah. so it's close. Like this is a, Obviously, our lists are going to be a little different, but it's close. So, yeah, I had Stafford at 10. Um, I'll go first for nine. My nine was Ryan Tannehill. I, I think he's same. very yeah. underrated. I have Tannehill at nine, too. Uh, yeah, I think, like, people ca- have called him a game manager. Okay, so what? Like, he gets the job done. He still has monster numbers. You can't call yeah. him a game manager. Like, look at his stats. Like, let's pull up Ryan Tannehill's stats, like, last year, the year before. 2020, we're looking at 3,819 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. That's not, like, a game manager, dude. I know. Like, I know they run the ball with Derrick Henry all the time. Like, who wouldn't when you have Derrick Henry? But Matt, uh, excuse me, not Matt Stafford. Ryan Tannehill is still an unbelievable quarterback, in my opinion. Obviously, early on in his career, he had his struggles, but he finally found a fit and happy for him. I mean, he's good. So. Uh, yep, I had Tannehill at nine and at eight. Yeah. I, had, I had Dak Prescott. I also have Dak Prescott at eight, eight, and we haven't even looked at the list. I think I think Dak is really good. I think Dak he will he will be good yeah, next fully, year. Fully healthy, I think. 
I said this last episode, I believe. I think we both said the Cowboys are going to win the division. Yeah, I believe I said this last episode. People only hate on Dak Prescott mainly because he's on the Cowboys. Yeah, we like, definitely said that. Yeah, like, he, he, he's great. I mean, he's on any other team, and he's getting a lot of love. But we'll, we'll move on. Seven, I know he had an iffy season last year, but it was still solid. I have Lamar Jackson at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the same. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Lamar, I mean, we don't have to explain it a lot. Like, he's, he's, he's 2019. Lamar. It was it was definitely an off year for his standards. He wanted to have a way better it was year. Still good, but it was still a good year. He's twenty like twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, we saw that no, we shouldn't be scared about Lamar Jackson. He's going to keep producing. He'll be fine, and he had nothing to throw to. He had no one to throw to, and he'll have. I if the Ravens would be stupid to not get someone to throw to. So, for at number six, I feel like you're in disagreement. I have Brady at six. I feel like you definitely have him higher, but I I have Tom Brady at six. I think I have Brady at six just because, I mean, obviously he was really good in the playoffs, but I think he had he had some iffy spots in the regular season. I mean, he was down bad against the Saints and some other times, but I have Brady at six just because I think that he's in such a good situation that if you put other quarterbacks in that situation, I mean, they'll have similar results. So that's why I have Brady at six and not in my top five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think you're gonna be surprised by this mm-hmm. i have tom brady at six you do yeah i do hey um same reasons basically um it's just yeah i mean he had four thousand six hundred thirty three yards 40 touchdowns 12 interceptions that's a really really good year but the guys that i have above them are just the only reasons why i have the people above them are because literally like Everyone everyone above Brady right now for my list are either super young and I know they're going to be better and just get better and are better quarterbacks right now because they're young, or it's just they had a better single season in 2020 when they were older, if that hints yeah. at someone the else. Only, I mean, the big thing for me that I hold against Brady is just how good of a situation he's in. And I think yeah. you put well, who's like an average quarterback. Last year. Like, Last who's year like when a, the Patriots weren't good, he was okay. I know. Like, say, let's put... <laughs> Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Super Bowl. Maybe. I think they playoffs. win the Super Bowl. Playoffs Very at good. least. Yeah. Like, I'd say deep put, in playoffs. Put Andy, they beat Andy Heineke. Dalton there. I think they make the playoffs. Honestly. Okay. I, yeah. With Matt Stafford, I think they beat Heineke in the football team. Yeah. I think it's a close, close game between the Saints. And I think they could. And I think it's a close, close team between close, the, yeah. the Packers. But I, I think they could get there. But Stafford also has a better deep ball than Brady right now. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Brady, the reason why I like he's still. I could put him in my top five, but I'm not gonna. It's because of his just his reads and like he's just like I know like he has thrown some stupid picks this year. Yeah. But I think a big part of that was just miscommunication because it's a brand new system. Like you're working in one system for 21 like or 20 years, and then you go to a new one. Like you're gonna have a little bit of rough spots. But I think once they got hot and once Brady was comfortable and they let him do his thing, which is like end of the season playoffs. Like he was playing well. Like I know he threw three picks. In one game in the playoffs, like they still won the game and he still played like an okay game. The picks are like you got to get them down, but yeah, I think twelve picks in a season's high. But it's like you can work with that, and when you're throwing for forty six hundred yards, I think your coach isn't really going to complain about that. Yeah, for sure. Because his touchdown to interception ratio, it's like forty touchdowns, twelve picks. It's like yeah, it's fine. Who's your five? My five, and I I think this is where we're going to start disagreeing. Um, is Josh Allen, and the reason why I have him this low is because 
Look at his stats for his career and look at just like last year. So like 2019, he has a good year. He has 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, nine picks. That's solid. But look at the completion rate. It's fine. Exactly. He has no accuracy (laughs) in his first couple years. Now, he worked on it and he's a lot better. Based off last year, if this ranking, if this list, this segment was called ranking the Single season, 2020-2021 season quarterbacks, Josh Allen would be at, like, two or three for me. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Overall, I think he's five because he got Stephon Diggs, and, like, Cole Beasley's a great receiver. He has great receivers. And, like, this is obviously his best year because he had Stephon Diggs. We're not going to, like, sugarcoat that. Like, Stephon Diggs had his best single season, I think, right? Most likely. Yeah, yeah and, I don't know. and Josh Probably. Allen did. I know he's only played for three years, but... The reason why I have these other guys above Josh Allen, it's just he's only done it for one year, and it's not enough for me yet to be sold. So I still have him at five because the four other people above him I have right now I think are better quarterbacks than Josh Allen. I have Allen at five too. Wow. I did not <laughs> think you were going to do that. I have Allen at five for the same same reasons. Yeah, not I don't think he's proved him. enough. And yeah. I think like he's just has – I think he'll be year. good though. I think they should no, sign him to an extension. Definitely, he'll definitely, definitely. He had a great year this year. My number four – is Russell Wilson. My number four is Deshaun Watson. My number four is Russell Wilson. I have I have Russ at four because I think he he was really bad at the end of the last season, and the reason people don't bring it up is because it's Russell Wilson. I think Ru- Russ has started to become a little bit overrated, in my opinion. I think people are he's um don't get it twisted. He's very good at football still. He's one. He's easily a top five quarterback. I think he's just been struggling lately because he's 5'11". He's been struggling to see over the linemen. He hasn't been getting carried by insane defenses anymore. He doesn't have the Legion of Boom. And I think, honestly, I think the Seahawks should consider firing Pete Carroll just because I think that he is holding them back. They hired their OC. They fired their OC. But I think, I mean, if you look at the Seahawks' plays, most of their plays were a play action to try and go deep or a run. I, that was, they just stretched the field, and you see the Rams. They were just like, all right, we're going to play guys deep and stop that, and look what happened. So I have Russ at four because of that. I think that he's still a good quarterback, but I think that he is slowly starting to decline. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, but, like, I have, I have Watson. Or yeah, I have Watson at four um, because, like, we're basically the opposite reason. Like what I was talking about with Allen, like he doesn't really have receivers. And he throws in 2020 for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only seven picks. It was the passing like, leader. Yeah. Like, that, that, is, that is crazy because, like, Brandon Cooks is fine. Will Fuller is good. Like, they're fine. He didn't have Fuller for, like, them, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, like, it's, not, it's no, like, he doesn't have a, a guy like that he used to, like, the DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Tay Adams. He doesn't have, like, a super, super, like, reliable elite receiver. But Brandon Cooks is like solid for a wide receiver, like two maybe on other teams. But he's not; he shouldn't be a wide receiver one, and that's why I think it was hard for them on the offense. But yeah, I mean we'll move on from that. And basically, I think maybe we probably have it flipped. I don't know what you have, but I have Wilson at three. I assume you might have Watson at two or three. I have Rogers at three. Rogers, okay. I so. have Watson at two. Okay, I have I have I have I have Wilson at three. So and it's like the kind of this like same. Um, like Russell Wilson, he's always had good receivers, but like if you look at his production, for the, like he literally hasn't like had like a terrible season. Like if you look at it, like twenty 
2012 to 2020, he didn't have a season under 3,000, like, 400 passing yards, it looks like. And he was consistently, like, 34 touchdowns, 35 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns. Like, he keeps getting, like, very, very good. I mean, the picks were high this year. He had 13 picks. That's higher than usual. He's at 5, 7, 8 in the past. But a lot of those, like, we saw, like, Devin McCourty's pick. That was tipped off, like, Olsen's hands. Like, some of them were shaky picks. Some every quarterback has those. <laughs> yeah, every every quarterback has those. But a pick is a pick. And, like, I mean, if you throw one, it's not good. So, yeah, I, I have Russ, Russ at three. Um, but you have Rodgers. I have Rodgers at three. And I think it's not – I don't really have much to say about Rodgers. It's more of just I think that Deshaun Watson is, in, like, absurdly good. I mean, you look at last year, he has DeAndre Hopkins. That gets taken away from him, and he has a debatably better season this year. With his coach getting fired, with the Texans being a dumpster fire, with a coach like a his interim head coach, with the receivers being injured, never having a running game, him having to scramble, battle line except for Laramie Tunsil, really. Mm-hmm. I think everything taking into account and then him just still being at playing at the level he was at that's why I have him above he's in a terrible situation and you put a lot of quarterbacks in his situation they're not going to be that good so I put him there just because of how much was going against him and for him still to lead the league in passing yards mm-hmm. I, I have Rodgers at two um, I know he's 37 going to turn 38 he's coming off an MVP season and Basically, not trying to sound like Max Kellerman in any way, but basically, like, the safe thing to say would be that he's going to fall off because he's just getting older, and that's what happens with age. It happened with Drew Brees. It happened a little bit with Tom Brady, but he didn't fall off a cliff. It happened a little bit. He got a little worse. But but I'm not saying Rodgers is going to fall off any cliff, but I'm keeping him at two because I still think he's going to be good next year. And I think, like, as a quarterback, because I'm ranking these – like, top 10, like, overall as a quarterback, I think Aaron Rodgers just, like, makes the better reads and than these other guys, and he just, like, has the experience, and he's just a better overall quarterback. Um, obviously, the MVP season was just, like, nuts. You look at his stats. Very good, yeah. Like, 4,299 yards and 48 touchdowns with only, like, five picks. So, like, and, like, two or three of those picks were so, like, not his fault. <laughs> so, like, like... You look at his, I mean, he's not really, like, falling off in any way now, and I don't really see it happening anytime soon, but the safe play would be to say he's falling off, but I really don't think he will, and that's nope, why. you're saying I, he's falling off. I, nope. I, I, I think he's still the number two overall best quarterback in the league, and I don't like him, so that's mm-hmm. saying a lot. And, yeah, I, I mean, he just makes good reads in his receivers. Like, he has Tay Adams, obviously elite, but, like, Valdez, Scantling, Lazard, they're all right. Like, Tunyon's good. They had a good offense, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Rodgers at two. And then we both obviously have Mahomes at one because he's just the best in the game, and that's not really a debate. He's on a different level, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just see the throws that he makes, the reads, everything about him. He controls the offense so well for someone who's, like, 24, 25, or whatever. He just is already such a good leader, good player. And he's basically just the entire future of the league as of right now. He's the face of the NFL. So I I don't see why you can say anyone else is better right now. Um, And, yeah, one more thing. Tom Brady had a better year than Russell Wilson last year. But I still put Russell Wilson above him because I think he's better overall right now. But 
I forgot to say that earlier. Tom Brady's had a better year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's basically all. Um, we yeah. made the list. That's our, that's our top ten QBs. Let us know your list yeah. down below, whether you're hearing this Tr- on YouTube, Spotify, yeah, maybe yeah. TikTok, who knows. Just let us hear what you think. And, yeah, that's probably going to be the end of the episode. Yeah, that's all, folks. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. Uh, episode three should be coming out next Sunday. So make sure you tune in for that. Follow all the socials, like I said in the beginning. Um, and yeah, that, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Peace out.